Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. I learned a long time ago. I learned a long time ago. Players win games. Carr claps his hands. Now gets the ball. Back to pass again. Fires towards the end zone. Adams reaches. Grubs! What a throw and catch! The Fresno connection works for the Raiders! When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players. You have a great organization, and you tell them one thing. Just win, baby. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we are, Raider Nation, kicking off hour number three of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Demon Cotton, he's behind the wheels of steel. Of course, your boy Q. And we're joined right now on the phone lines by a guest we have every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 o'clock. We always appreciate his time. That's the great Lincoln Kennedy from the Raiders Radio Broadcast, also former Raider offensive lineman, multiple-time Pro Bowler. And Lincoln, we appreciate your time. You always say, I just need a win. I just need a win on Sunday. You got to win. How badly did the Raiders need to get that dub on Sunday? Very badly. You know, a month with a month of football without having a win was very tedious, and then they finally got it. Um, and get them, get them off the, the bench, if you will. It, it, it's good. It's good to be with you, D, Demon, uh, and, and obviously Q. It's it's good to be with the Raider Nation. It's good to come off of a, the heels of a win. So I'm happy for the fellas. Yeah, no, as we all are. And you know, the thing about it is, and you mentioned it earlier today when we were doing the Raiders roundtable, is that a lot of teams sacrifice those first four games of the season, similar to the preseason. And you're not a big fan of it. I'm not either. Uh, the Raiders, they they were in they were in a bad position, like. They they couldn't go zero and four, Lincoln. Yeah, very true. <laughs> you, you mentioned they couldn't go zero and four. I was hoping that they wouldn't, but at the same point, they've been in in, in all three previous games prior to this the Sunday game uh, against the Broncos. They've been in it. They've had a chance to win it. They could have very well been four and zero. Right. Uh, uh, you know, coming up to this this point right now, but they weren't. And so, you know, when you look at it, you 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 obviously you want to try to. Uh, capitalizing your mistakes and your miscues. But for the most part, you know, the fact that they finally got their win, their first win, was getting up off the bench and a good, a good feeling for them. Was it any surprise to you that they finally got their first win and they finally dedicated themselves to the run game? No, it wasn't. Not necessarily a surprise. I, I think the biggest surprise that came was the fact that they were able to put four quarters of good football together. We've seen in the in the previous games they they've had halves they've had quarters they've, you know, whatever it was but it wasn't a complete game and this time against the Broncos they put they finally put a complete game together. Talking right now with Lincoln Kennedy here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty unnecessary roughness. A lot of people hit me up following the game on Sunday and Monday as well and said, "Q, that's the team's identity right there. Run Jacobs, run Jacobs, run Jacobs. Can they keep that up, Lincoln? Well, they can if they do it. It's just it, right. you know here's the thing. You know, Q, when you look at the, the, the previous three games, why didn't they try to run the football more effectively? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Why didn't they, they put themselves to it more effectively? I understand when you get, you get behind, you have to you know, pass to keep up and that type of thing. But the fact is, is that, you know, this team has, is capable with Josh Jacobs running the way he is of being a running football team. And they can commit themselves to it if they do it. Um, but it's a matter of, of, of if and when and why they don't do it. No, no one, no one knows has the answers to the first three previous games to why they didn't commit themselves to the run. But this time they did. They had success. They won a football game. 
We'll see if they can keep it up. Yeah, exactly. And I love the fact that not only did Josh Jacobs carry the rock 28 times for over 140 yards and a couple touchdowns, but he also caught the ball five times for 31 yards. And it just everything Josh Jacobs was doing was very Josh Jacobs-like, where he was just running hard and through tackles. I've noticed when Josh Jacobs came into the league, they were talking about a commitment for him to be a better pass catcher out of the backfield. Not so much. And he's changed his game. He's grown. He's accomplished himself as a pro to be that guy that doesn't just come in and run the football. He's effective out of the backfield as a pass catcher. But it's a matter of fact of when you call him the plays, Derek can look for him as a check down, whether or not those types of things. And look, the, the, this offense has enough weapons. If they can if they can complete the offensive line and put that together, they have enough weapons they can go to out of the backfield or, or throwing the ball. It's just a matter of whether or not you use them when you have to. Talking right now with Lincoln Kennedy here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness. My man Demond's got one for you. Speaking of that offensive line, and when you as an offensive lineman, when the team is being successful running the ball and you're really imposing your will, does that make it a little bit easier for you or give you more confidence when it comes to the pass protection? There's always confidence when you're pushing guys backwards rather than accepting guys in, in a pass pro. I've always said in offense, as an offensive lineman, I'd much rather push guys and come off the ball and hit guys rather than accepting them in, in pass pro. So, yes, Demond, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. It does build confidence when you're able to move guys around and get the, and get the football downfield. You know, I asked Josh Jacobs after the game, what does it feel like when you're in that zone? When he was running, he just knew that you're not going to stop me. I'm going to have one of those days. Lincoln, as an offensive lineman, when you're in that zone and you're doing what you said, pushing guys back, pushing guys back, what does that feel like when you're just dominating them? There's nothing they can do. There's no greater feeling. It really isn't. There, there, there's no great feeling. There, there's times where you walk up to the offensive line of scrimmage and you look down and you say, you know what? You're not going to stop us. We're, we're running. Matter of fact, I've, had, I've been on teams where my quarterback says, we're running right here. We're going to run the ball right here. You try to stop us. And, and you salivate as an offensive line. Like, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm just loving this. Yes. It, there is no greater feeling when you're playing football. Is that a mindset? That these guys could put into you know into their own mind, or is it just you guys were that good? Absolutely, it's a mindset. It, it, it absolutely there's you know here's the thing when you can instill your will upon somebody else, it, it, there's there's no better feeling. There really isn't. And I mean, you, you try to stop me. I'm I'm going to push you backwards. Stop me. Okay, that, that that that's a feeling of confidence and and, and a feeling that you just you, you can't put into words. It's there's no greater feeling in the world. We just got a text on our Salmon Ash text line at six nine one eight seven keyword R and R said Big Lincoln. What are your thoughts on Alex Bars? Well, let me just be honest with you. Alex Bars is not a. Let me uh, try to figure out how this. Look, Alex Bars is a decent lineman. Okay? okay, he's not a guy who's going to put you over the top. But what I can appreciate and what kind of respect I can respect is he's one of those guys that's listed as an average lineman that's a tryhard. And what I mean by a tryhard, he's a guy who's going to go out there and give you his best every single time. He's not a guy that's going to he's going to get beat sometimes. He's going to he's going to give up some plays sometimes. But this is a guy that's a tryhard, and he's going to do whatever he can to be you know, to, to be competent. If that makes sense, it, it's 
Shaquille and Demond, it's, it's kind of hard to explain. When you have a guy who's not necessarily a high draft choice or a guy who's going to be an all-pro, but he's a guy that's going to give you everything he has on every single play, that's what you want because that sends a message that resonates through the rest of the offensive line and the rest of the people around him that, you know what, I'm, I'm an average Joe, but you know what, I'm going to do my best to be good on every single play. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it, it does. I say that all the time that I might not be the most talented dude in the room, but you're not going to outwork me. And it sounds like Alex Bars is that guy that's going to give yes. you everything he's got. Yes, yes. Very well said. That's exactly right. Another player for the Raiders that wasn't a high draft pick, but he was certainly the bell of the ball. I mean, he got a game ball from us, Amik Robertson, a former um, mid-round draft pick. What did you see from him in that game that made, that made his performance so special besides just the scoop and score? Well, I mean, that's just it. I mean, you, you, you're called up to competition. Um, when you get your opportunity to play, you go in there and you do your best. The fact that uh, Robertson made tackles, obviously the scoop and score was a big thing, but it made tackles and made plays, that shows that you, you know, you're supposed to be stand, you, you're standing up and you're being accounted for in this team process. You know, and Lincoln, it had been uh, a while, man. 43 games since the Raiders had a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown. That's yeah. just too long. That's too long. Yeah. Very true. And that's something the, the, the Raiders have been looking for for quite some time, and I was glad they were able to get it this past Sunday. All right, Lincoln, we know that Jerry Judy, he hit a meek with the too small. <laughs> what is something, what's the offensive lineman, defensive lineman, what's that trash talk like? What's like an insult that you know you can hit a defensive lineman with, like if you just hit him with a pancake or something? Um, the only insult that I've ever said to defensive linemen was that the fact that they weren't too smart. And, and and it's like you know, see ball, get ball. That's what defensive linemen do. That's what defensive ball. And and I've told my my kids this because they play football as well. It's like if you want to be a defensive lineman, it's it's simple. Or a defensive player, see ball, get ball, go fetch. <laughs> that 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 type of thing. That's the only thing I've ever used against the defensive people. I love it. I love it. Go fetch. Go yeah, make yeah. it happen. Get ball, get ball. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. You don't have to think anymore. See ball, get ball. That's it. There you go. And, hey, look, you know what? The Raiders need some defenders that see ball and go get ball. I mean, they need to do – Everybody does. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Absolutely right. Again, we're talking with Lincoln Kennedy here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Max Crosby, four sacks on the season, eight passes – or eight eight, eight, uh, tackles for loss. He leads the the league in that. How big of a season do you think Max is in for? Potentially. Well, I mean, look, he is the fire starter for that defense. There's no doubt about it. We need others to sort of gather around him and, and, and get as competent and as complete as he is. But Max Crosby is the light that shines for this defense. Uh, I, what is it? Is, is Baldy who calls him the you know the big condor? condor. Yeah. He, he was out there, you know, flapping his wings. We need other condors out there. So I'm hoping that he's the fire the fire starter that starts other things for this defense and, and completely. All right, no, I know you said that you haven't been able to call Chandler Jones's name a lot, but in ah. Sunday's game, did you see anything from him? Did he impress you a little bit more? Because of the four games, Sunday was his best so far. Well, and, and because of what he did this past Sunday, Q will tell you, I, I, I did call his name. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> and if you got to keep it up, you know, I'm not going to just sit there and say it's number 55. It's Chandler Jones making plays. He's got to do it. He's got to do it more often. Uh, it's a compliment to Max Crosby and those other defensive players. Yeah, no doubt about that. And, you know, Lincoln, something that you pointed out earlier today when we were recording the Raiders Roundtable, which is a fantastic podcast, and definitely encourage everyone to go check it out on Raiders.com. Check out the YouTube page. Uh, really good stuff. That was fun putting that 
chat together with you and JT, you talked about the defensive tackles, and I think that's a position that's been overlooked, and you mentioned that, that they've been playing really well. Explain to me what you, what you mean by that. Well, here's the thing. Within this defense, the defensive tackles are overlooked because they put so much emphasis on the Max Crosby, the Chandler Jones. Um, that's on, on, on the ends, so the defensive ends, and more importantly, the, the linebackers, the secondary, so on and so forth. The defensive tackles have been overlooked. And coming into the season, Q, I was, I was one of those guys who was speculating or questioning how type of the impact, the, what type of impact the defensive tackles could do against a run. I think they played surprisingly well because what what we call them in in my terminology is we call them block eaters. Block eaters are the type of guys that keep everybody off the linebackers, whether they're it's the movement or just the fact that you have to double team the line of scrimmage. You can't get to the linebackers and everything else, and they're able to flow and get themselves in in position to make plays. Last week, Denzel Perryman had a couple tackles for loss because of the block eaters up front keeping those offensive guards and offensive tackles off of them. And so I've been impressed so far through the first month of football with the fact that the block eaters have been able to keep the guys clean. And more importantly, they've also had an impact. They've got penetration. They've got, you know, sometimes they, 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 they force the issue when it comes to running the football. Obviously, when, when it comes to passing the football, football they've been well as well so these block eaters up front have been have been doing their job like they like like I've, i didn't expect them to be honest with you and and, and done a good job at that as well yeah you know i've been paying attention a lot to see what chandler jones was doing and of course max crosby's been catching everyone's attention so i have overlooked those guys and so when you pointed that out earlier today it kind of made me think like man the run defense has been pretty good, right? <laughs> you know, and and so it yeah. just it, it, it sometimes it takes someone to point it out to to make you realize that yeah, these guys actually have been playing pretty well. And you mentioned Denzel Perryman; he went out with a concussion. Perryman. Obviously, you're not going to rush that back, but man, you can see how big of a difference maker he is when he's out there. Well, you know what? I will give credit to Divine Diablo the fact that he, the way he's been playing uh, in the absence of Denzel Perriman, and of course the the linebacker core has been playing you know pretty well. But it, you know, the thing is, is that we're in a performance based business. It doesn't translate into wins. So we can I don't I don't believe in moral victories. Right. Yes, you can sit there and say they they played well, whatever. It's it's about transpiring into wins, and that's the fact that the Raiders got off the snide and won the first game this weekend against the Broncos. I'm hoping it transcends to more wins in the in the future. You know, and and Lincoln, as we close this out and we'll get into Kansas City on Thursday with you but I mean you've got to score touchdowns and Kansas City is going to make you score touchdowns the Raiders still struggled they were two out of five in the red zone on Sunday even though they came away with the victory that's still a problem that's something they've got to work on the fact is that this team has been competent and moving the ball between the 20s but when they get in the red zone they've struggled they've got to be more creative they've got to be more effective and more importantly they've got to score touchdowns yeah no doubt about it well Lincoln we are definitely appreciate you you're great again as I mentioned on the Raiders roundtable JT you and myself uh, we did that earlier at Raiders HQ uh, we'll do that each and every Tuesday so I definitely appreciate that I'll continue to promote that but uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday and we'll focus on the Kansas City Chiefs my pleasure guys we'll All right, there he goes. The great Lincoln Kennedy right there. Raiders uh, Roundtable is the podcast that uh, the Raiders actually put out, the Silver and Black. Check it out, man. It's a lot of fun. JT, myself, and Lincoln Kennedy uh, in the podcast booth earlier today, and we recorded that. You can check that out on the Raiders YouTube page. And, of course, uh, you can hear Lincoln on the broadcast each and every game with Jason Horowitz side-by-side. So we definitely appreciate his time. 416 is the time. Come back, get to some more of your calls and texts. And then, of course, coming up at 430, we have the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week, Coach Eric. Eric Capitillo from Las Vegas High School actually had a little experience in the NFL himself. You'll hear all about that coming up at 4.30 when we talk to Coach. This is Radio Nation Radio 920.
It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Many thanks to Big Lincoln Kennedy, Raiders radio broadcast, former Raider offensive lineman, joined us in the last segment. Draw some really good nuggets. Really enjoy talking to Lincoln, and it was fun putting together the Raiders roundtable earlier today at Raiders HQ. I definitely encourage you to go check it out. Probably around, like, I don't know, 5.03. <laughs> Actually, I know the audio version of the, the show that we did is going to play right at 5 o'clock. So you can hear the audio version. But if you want to go check out the YouTube, and I'll tell you right now, I enjoy it, but I really don't because I'm so comfortable in the on the radio side of things where I don't have to look at a camera. I don't have to do this, that, and the other. Like, I have to have people in my ear and they're like, hey, Q, look over here. Or, hey, Q, look over Like, I don't have any idea where the hell I'm supposed to be looking half the time. And I always tell, and I had to apologize on the way out. I was like, hey, I'm a radio dude. Not a, I'm not a camera guy, right? You know, and it's so funny because the wife will watch it and she'll be like, oh, you didn't do this. You should be sitting up a little bit better. You, you know, and you know, I don't sit down. I stand when I do the show. So I'm not, I don't know how to sit and, and do, I don't. You know, like, I feel like I'm not sitting right. And then when, like, Lincoln's talking, I'm agreeing with him or I'm, you know, like, I'm understanding what he's saying. So my head naturally moves. So it looks like I'm, like, on a bo- like a, a, a swivel, you know, like I'm a bobblehead or something. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> like, it's just. Did anyone get in your ear and say, hey, Q, could you. Uh- Stop moving your damn yes. head? No, it wasn't that bad. I mean, I did it that time. Remember when I was on that Zoom with Derek Carr? And uh, it was in the in the off season when you had on the Scully. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had the wave cap on. Didn't realize it was going to be out there. And everyone's like, "Oh man, man, you're moving your head so much. I got dizzy." It wasn't that bad, <laughs> but it's just like I'm just a radio dude, man. You know, like I don't I don't have TV TV aspirations. Like some people want to be on video so bad, everyone wants to be seen. I don't want to be seen. I don't care to be seen. You know, now if I'm out in public, it's different, right? I love to be hanging out in public and do this, that, and the other, and talk to people, meet and greet. That's cool. But as far as like just doing the show, I'd just rather be behind the mic and just kick it like this. I'm cool. You don't want to have that mo- this camera, this camera, that no, camera. No, I don't need Turn all that. Turn to the prompter. Yeah, yeah. Look and read. Yeah, I don't need all that. I don't need all that. Like I go into the studio with you know Brian Salmon or Jesse Merrick, and it's fun. And I always tell him, I was like, all right, dude, tell me where I got to look. What am I supposed to do? You know, it's just and JT's so smooth because he's been doing it for so long, right? And he does TV, does the you know the radio side of thing. Like he's so smooth with it, like. Uh, I think that one time they said, okay, uh, look look at your guys' your personal camera. And I was like, I got a personal camera? <laughs> and JT's like, oh, okay. You know, like he, he's so, he, he just knows what's up. And I'm thinking, okay. And it just felt so weird, right? So this is the deal. Let me, let me go ahead to, and paint the picture for you real quick. I'm sitting here, and I'm side by side with JT, right? Lincoln is on, on a, basically a Zoom, right? But he's he's on the TV screen. So my natural instinct is I want to look at him while he's talking. I like to look at people while they're talking. That's what I do, right? I don't look down while like while we're in the studio. I'm looking at you. That's how we have conversations. I like to look at people. So I'm looking at Lincoln, and they're like, "Look at your personal camera." So while Lincoln's talking to the to the side of me, I'm looking at this damn camera, and he's over here talking, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm not even looking at him." But when you play it back, it looks like. We're all, you know, like we know what the hell we're doing. Yes, Q, it's all about the visual audience. When the people- hell with the visual <laughs> That's why I'm a radio dude. Could you imagine if it's just, and Lincoln's like breaking down the defense and your head's just tilted yeah. at just an angle, just. Uh, well, that's what people, I was people doing. People would be wondering, what, what Q's looking at? That's what I was trying to do. And it's funny, last week when I was on with Kay Adams and I looked, I went back and watched that on, because we were on Zoom. I was at my house and we were on Zoom, right? And that's how it was. I was looking at her. 
while she was talking to me. Because that's what I do. I look at people while they talk to me. Most people appreciate that. Well, on this, I was supposed to be looking at the camera while she's looking at the camera, and it would have made it look like I was looking at her when they play it back, but I wouldn't have been looking at her, which would have been weird. So, radio guy problems. The theater of the mind. Yeah, the hell with the theater of the mind. <laughs> I got problems. The three boxes. Yeah, I know. I'm working on it. By, look, by the time we get 17, 18, 19 of these things in the bag, I'll be good. So next season, you'll be ready. <laughs> yeah, man, next I'm going to knock out gonna, that round table. They're going to fire me. They're going to be like, man, Q really needs a round table. <laughs> He's got issues. I do. I do. But it's all good. It's so funny. Mailman Raider said, Q, if ESPN comes on, comes and offers Stephen A money, you know you're getting in front of that camera, LOL. Hey, look, man, everybody's got a price. <laughs> everybody's got a price, man. Everybody's got a price. I just don't, I don't, I, I, it's so weird. I tell people all the time, my mom always says, oh, you should go and, you know, try to be on TV or something. I was like, damn, cool. I really don't want to do that. I just, I want to stand in the studio. I want to talk, or if we're in public, that's cool. Like if we're doing a remote, like we're at the oil yesterday or Buffalo Wild Wings on Friday, it's cool. Like, I'll put the headset on. I'll talk. If you come in, I'll chop it up with you. It's all good. I just don't. It's just weird being in front of camera. I say I, I, That's why, I like, Brian Salmon, he looks so good, right? He's got all these fancy suits and everything. I told him, I said, man, I saw him at the, uh, in the press box on Sunday. And I was like, man, I can't even stand next to you. Him and, uh, and uh, Levi from the Raiders, right? Levi had this fly suit on. Brian had his fly suit on. I'm standing in the middle of both of these guys with, like, just a collar shirt. Raider Nation Radio 920 shirt. And I was like, man, I don't even shop in the same department store as you guys, man. man. I got it. Matter of fact, that stuff is tailored. My stuff came off a rack, <laughs> right? My, my, mine came <laughs> off a rack that said sale. <laughs> I just saw something the other day, matter of fact, that said Nike has a big sale going on. And I told the wife, ooh, I'm about to go get me a bunch of dry fit collars. Man, I'm about to go get me a bunch of them then, get them sent out to the, 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 the printer, print them up, got some more work shirts. Brian's like, let me go get tailored up real quick. Let me get sharpened up. Levi's like, let me go get, you know, tailored. Would you know where to take something? I, I, you know you've only been here for a year. Would you even have a tailor that you would be like, oh, I'll take it to him? No. Get this? No. I don't wear suits. I don't wear suits. I if, own one. If Do you? Yes. If I wear a suit, it's I'm either going to court, a funeral, or a wedding. I haven't gone to a wedding since mine. I haven't gone to court in a very long time. Thank God. And I haven't gone to a funeral in a very long time either. Well, it's, yeah, it's, it's been a while. It's been a few years. I'd like to stay away from those. So, like, no place is, is a good one, right? None of those places, none of those three are good. If the Raiders are like, Hugh, we need you to be at this big fancy event, but you need to wear a suit. Then I'd have to buy one. Who you, gonna, you can't just buy a suit off the rack, so what, what you going to do? How, how can, how, why can't you? Why can't you? Why can't you? You know what? You'd rent the suit. No, I wouldn't. I'd go buy a suit you off the rack. Suit? Off the rack. Yeah, why can't I? You're going to have like the arms be a little too lengthy? No, I, I can. Look, man, I'm not an oblong type dude. I mean, I'm average like guy. Like, hey, man, that's a shot. Hey, man. I mean, you got all these weird muscles like in weird places and everything. So I don't know. I mean, you might, you know, you might need a little customization, but I'm good. I'm just a normal cat. Simple. That must be nice. <laughs> it never occurred to me that you could just buy it off the rack and it just fits naturally. Ooh, buy it, buy it. yeah, buy it off the rack, man. You ain't never got a suit off the rack? No. Dang. 
Man, you can talk about me, man. I need your money. What you no, what do you know? I'm saying that I gotta go take I can't be out here looking like somebody's child. Out here like don't <laughs> You look like everybody's child. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just, there ain't I, nobody you don't look like their child. But I mean I'm a kid in his dad's suit jacket. <laughs> Why the arm so long? I don't need a tailor. <laughs> You don't. You just go to the smaller section and get a smaller suit. It don't get smaller. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a you problem. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines, man. Who we got? Raider 27. Raider 27. Welcome to the show, brother. Hey, man. It was nice to meet you guys. You're right about DeBone. He sticks out in places most people don't stick out. <laughs> that's for sure true. But I'm telling you, uh, Q, I'm sitting here watching you on TV while I'm listening to, uh, to you on the radio. And you're doing a great job on that show, man. You look good, man. Thank you. I told you the other night, man, don't abandon us now. You're going to get rich and famous. You're just finding the death, man. Nah, man, I'm not going anywhere, man. I'm here. Vegas is my home. Well, it's really good that I can almost talk again. <laughs> so, had a great time at the game. I had a few things. At first, I told my friends, I said, man, this offensive line looks worse live than they do on TV. And then they seem to just get it together, and mm-hmm. they actually finished the game pretty well. I thought the offensive line played pretty well. And, boy, I tell you what, that defense, the end of the game, I looked at, man, we gave up that many points. It didn't look like that because that defense played really, really well. Mm-hmm. It was just an exciting game to go to. It was exciting to get to meet you and Devon and Vinny. I just had a great weekend in Vegas. We ended up, I think, up. we ended up walking like 15 miles. Oh, wow. So I slept all day today. <laughs> good, good decision. <laughs> good decision, brother. <laughs> anyway, I just want to let you know, man, you look great on TV. You're made for TV, dude. Thank you, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. See, now I feel a lot better, Demond. Now I don't feel like the guy that just couldn't, the engine that couldn't. Now I feel like the engine that could. I feel like the engine of the could. Raider 27, thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. 4.30 is the time. When we come back, we'll get the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award recipient. That's Eric Capitillo from Las Vegas High School. He'll join the show. It's Red Nation Radio 920. It's time for Q's weekly interview with the Tom Flores High School Coach of the Week here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And right now it is time to talk a little high school football. We're going to do that with the recipient of this week's Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award, and that's Coach Eric Capitillo from Las Vegas High School. And Coach, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Let's talk about your team's 14-0 win over Basic, and not only that, but the dominance that your defense has had uh, for the for the whole season, really. I mean, you guys are pretty stingy there at Las Vegas High School. Yeah, well, I want to say first thank you for having me on, and I really appreciate it. I'm, you know, I'm honored to receive the reward. Uh, it goes to the hard work of our players and our coaching staff. I'm just very blessed to work alongside some great coaches and uh, be able to coach great young men. And as far as uh, last week's game, yeah, it was awesome to see those kids come out in victory. That's one game they circled on their calendar a long time ago just because basics always been a competitive opponent for us. So uh, it was something that they were really up for. And as far as our defense, man, they, they've been playing great. You know, uh, sometimes it takes a little longer for defenses to get going, but, you know, they're, they're playing at a good level right now, and they're only going to get better. So um, it's pretty awesome to see them go out there and pitch a shutout against a great opponent. What kind of a commitment does it take to be able to play defense the way that, that your team has? I mean, you've only allowed 13 points in four games. Yeah, I think it starts with discipline. Uh, and then having a standard for our defense. You know, our defensive coordinator, Coach Jose Sarantino, does a great job of of not only setting a standard for our defense, but upholding it. And I think uh, sometimes 
uh, you know, when you you mess up on game days or or uh, or uh, you know let up big plays, it's always uh, comes down right to technique and uh, what what uh, what made that happen. And we do a good job of coaching it and uh, addressing those situations, and then, again, living to those standards of playing great defense. Talking right now with Coach Eric Capitillo from Las Vegas High School here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So, Coach, your team is a couple games into league play. Where do you feel like the Wildcats are right now? What what still needs to be worked on? Uh, I think just executing. You know, uh, last week on offense we had, uh, uh, I want to say, like eight or nine drop balls, which is not Mm. very good. Yeah. You know, and – uh, you know, I think the score, we would have been able to put up more points, but we threw two picks in the red zone. So I think executing, I think uh, that's one thing that um, that we need to do a little bit better at because, you know, in the playoffs, you know, you throw two picks in the red zone against the wrong team, you know, you're going home the next day. So uh, we're really trying to limit mistakes and, uh, again, continue to improve. And that's our main goal is just go 1-0 and each week. We don't look ahead. We don't um, try to uh, – um, um, reach our goals again. Our goal every week is go one and zero, and then everything else should take care of itself. So when you know your offense might not be clicking on all cylinders, how much how much more comfortable are they knowing that that defense is on the other side and they're going to keep them in the game? So it's not like they have to panic or try to get outside of themselves. They just kind of allow the game to come to them. I think that's always good for us. You know, uh, playing uh, complementary defense, meaning you know if our offense ain't on the roll, our defense is confident that they're going to get a stop or at least uh, uh, get us the ball back as quickly as possible in order for us to get to work. And on offense, you know, sometimes um, it takes a while to click. You know, luckily we were pretty deep at the receiver position, so it's just really finding a good flow sometimes. Um, we have seven to six receivers who charted catches or, uh, or touchdowns. So, again, we got a lot of guys playing, so it's more of like finding a good flow and uh, sticking with it when it comes to offense. How pumped up are, are your players that uh, Friday night's weather is getting closer to actually feeling like football weather now? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, living in Vegas, obviously the heat gets you eventually, but yep. you get kind of used to it throughout the summer. But for uh, our guys, I think, you know, anytime you get closer to fall and get closer to cooler weather, we know, uh, you know, meaningful football is approaching. So I think they're just excited to play some meaning meaningful football towards the last couple of weeks of this season. Right, no doubt about it. And like I said, uh, already in the league play, and so that's when it gets real, right? I mean, you have the non-league play. It's kind of the preseason and league play. That's uh, that's the real deal, and, and you got to do the best you can in league. And, Coach, I wanted to ask you, I know you've had an opportunity to be a part of a coaching staff in the NFL with the Falcons. What was that experience like, and, and what did you bring back from that that you kind of, you know, coach and teach each and every day? I think the ex- experience was, was awesome. I think – uh, part of it was, uh, you know, obviously getting great experience, but the other part is, uh, you know, developing as a coach. And uh, me, for my personal goals and where I'm trying to go to, uh, that's exactly where I, I see myself coaching at, at that NFL college level. So nice. it was awesome to really see the experience on what it takes to be successful, kind of see what happens behind closed doors in the NFL um, with the NFL team and uh, being able to see the business side of football which is sometimes something you can't see through TV or, or through any other way. And, uh, you know, for me, I want to continue to develop as a coach and hopefully um, get to where I'm trying to be at. Um, hopefully Las Vegas Raiders soon, because, yep. again, that would be awesome to be coaching with the Raiders and, and uh, getting experience through there. But um, I think what I took away from most of it is, um, you know, you think when you get to the NFL, you think you got a bunch of mean coaches or mean guys and, uh, and Art, Art Smith was did a great job of 
of collaborating with a staff. And I learned that like the only way you get better as a staff and as a team is if you collaborate and work together to, to win games and, and uh, reach your goals. So, um, you know, we did it when I came back, I really want to make initiative to improve the communication on my staff and also uh, just improve the overall communication with my team, whether it's players, coaches, uh, coaches to parents. So I think the communication and having everybody on one page is, is uh, one thing I really learned from uh, working with the Falcons and and working with the NFL staff. You know, that's probably something that uh, we could all take away and, and use as an everyday life lesson, right? <laughs> you know, communication uh, could go a, yeah, long, exactly. a long way. <laughs> so Yeah, you know, you think they recreate the wheel in the NFL like, oh, they're doing this different, they're doing this. But no, it's, it's really they just pay attention to the finer details a little bit more. And again, it's – it's a whole group thing. So if everybody's on the same page, you're going to improve as a, as a team and as a program. And like I said, they were first-year staff, and uh, there's no egos in any room. And it was really awesome to see all of them collaborate and, and get better as a unit. And I think we do that. Um, a lot better than we have in the past the past two seasons. Again, we're talking with Coach Eric Capitillo here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. So uh, you are the recipient of the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. What does that mean to you, knowing your aspirations that you have for the NFL, for college, but just to be a recipient of that award with that Hall of Fame name on it? What does that mean to you? I think it uh, means a lot to me. I think, uh, you know, reevaluating so, some of my personal things and uh, um, understanding where I come from as a coach and uh, one of the things I, I really, uh, the past four years is uh, really looked at what Tom Flores has done with Hispanic people. I'm Hispanic. You know, I was born in Mexico, uh, came to the United States when I was five years old, only spoke Spanish. And again, football has provided me with the avenue of, uh, of uh, being myself and being able to find something I love. Mm-hmm. And I think Tom Flores was, is a great uh, um, pioneer of that for Hispanic people. And again, he won a Super Bowl and was a very successful coach for many years, including in high school. So I think uh, I can really learn from that. And it's really appreciated me to receive the award because, again, I, just like he did for Hispanic people, I want to do the same thing. It's just show Hispanic student athletes and coaches that, you know, regardless of where you come from, you can easily uh, make it to to the big time or continue to chase your dreams and eventually they'll happen. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I mean, it really is. And, and I talk to high school coaches all the time and, and I always say that it's more than just football, right? It's about being a friend, a mentor, all that good stuff. So how much of that part do you love as a coach, just uh, being able to be there for your players and, and kind of be, like I said, that father figure or that mentor uh, to them? I mean, I think it's huge. I mean, uh, with this day and age, you know, not uh, not every household's the same. You, yeah. don't, you don't have the same... Uh, you know, family structure in every household. It's not like a cookie cutter where everybody has a mom and dad. And, right. and I think sometimes uh, when people lack father figures at home, I think it's awesome to for us as a program, not only myself, to really be, be there for our student athletes. You know, I still mm-hmm. talk to a lot of my student athletes that are in college, you know, whether ask me for advice. You know, some of them just had their first kid. You know, some <laughs> of them are on to uh, playing big time meaningful football. So it's really awesome to be able to reach out to them and, and just talk to them as, uh, as men, you know, not necessarily say, hey, you need to get better at football. No, it's how you doing, how's school, how's your family doing. And I think those are meaningful because um, I read something a long time ago 
that it's not the value of football, it's the values in football. So right. family, community, um, uh, uh, lifelong bonds that you make in this game of football that lasts way after the last whistle's blown. So I think it's meaningful to me because, again, I want them to know that I'm not just Coach Cap, I'm Eric Capitillo, somebody who they can be in their corner um, for now and forever. Absolutely, and you are the the Las Vegas High School head football coach, recipient of the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award. And just had a couple more questions for you, Coach. How about the community? You mentioned community. The Raiders are very active in the community and really deep diving with high school football. How important is that for you and even your program? I think uh, obviously it's important to you know high school coaches and high school programs, but I think it's very meaningful to our to the community to see that the Raiders are are reaching out to to programs, trying to help them whenever they need, whether it's cleats, equipment, whether it's donations for their weight room, whether it's uh, anything. They've been made a great relationship with high school coaches, and I think it's only improving. And, uh, you know, Miles Haynes and uh, uh, Jordan Aguilar do a great job over there to make sure that they're present and make sure that they're available for any program or any coach um, that needs them. They're here for us, and I think it's awesome that that since they've been here, they really hit the ground running and they're really out there in the community trying to uh, make the, uh, make it known that they're here to support. Right. No, and they, they very much are, and, and they've been very active in the community, and it's been fun to kind of work side-by-side side with them, especially talking to high school football coaches and being at games each and every week. So, Coach, final question for you. This week your team has Durango. Again, a league play game. Uh, they're a tough opponent. What, what's the biggest challenges that Durango presents for you? I think Durango uh, has a lot of um, great athletes over there. I think, uh, you know, them being 5-2, and two, I think you can see why they're five and two. They got a lot of athletes. They got a lot of speed. And one thing I really take from them is they're a really physical football team. You know, so my message was to our guys is, um, you know, they're undefeated in league play. We're undefeated in league play. So it's um, it's going to take a trend, tremendous team effort um, to beat Durango and uh, obviously hope us put us in a great position to win our our division. So uh, again, it's uh, for us. It's, uh, again, going 1-0 this week and going out there prepared and ready and uh, hopefully going out there and getting a win versus a great opponent in Durango. Well, it's going to be a good one. I know that, again, when you have two teams that go in with uh, undefeated records and come to the league play, uh, something's got to give, and, and both teams are really, really good. So, Coach, uh, thank you so much for your time this afternoon. I really appreciate it. Again, congratulations on being the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award recipient, and, and also congratulations on the success of your team, and, and I love hearing all the aspirations and, and dreams that you have as well, and I hope that you continue to you know fulfill those. I appreciate you. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time, and uh, I Appreciate it, and uh, go Cats. Coach Cap right there, Las Vegas High School. Again, his uh, defense is really stingy and has a tough game coming up on Friday. But uh, many thanks to Coach, and uh, congratulations again for being the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week recipient. We do it each and every week here side-by-side uh, side with the Silver and Black here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Hey, Raider Nation, this is Bruce Buffer, and you're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920. It's time! Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. Been having a really good show today. Mark McMillan started us off at 2.30, former 
NFL defensive back, talking all things. Well, Meek Robertson talking about Raiders defense. He was a former Chief, so uh, talked about what you know it was like in Kansas City Arrowhead on Monday Night Football uh, as the Raiders will have to face uh, this upcoming Monday. So we talked to Mark McMillan at two thirty. John McClain, our good friend from GallerySports.com and Sports Radio six ten there in Houston, joined us at three. We heard from Lincoln Kennedy at four o'clock, and then we just heard from Coach Eric Capetillo, Las Vegas High School. Recipient of the Tom Flores High School Football Coach of the Week Award right at 4.30. So, uh, Ben, action-packed. We also heard from Cleve Farrell in the Raiders locker room. We heard from Devontae Adams in the Raiders locker room as well. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we'll start to turn the page. We'll start to get our early preview of the Kansas City Chiefs. Each and every day, there's a new injury report that's out. So, each and every day, we like to get an update on the next opponent. So, what we're going to do is we're going to go uh, hard in the paint, as we always do, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and really start to focus in and lock in on the Kansas City Chiefs. So we'll start that coming up on tomorrow's show. And uh, got a few text messages that I want to get to before we close out today's show. Remember, coming up at 5 o'clock, if you've not had the opportunity to hear uh, or see the YouTube version of the Raiders Roundtable with Lincoln Kennedy, JT The Brick, and myself, you can hear it right here on these very airways. Raider Nation Radio 920 coming up about 5.05. It should start. So definitely uh, make sure you check that out. Just more Raider content. We just like to do our very best to provide as much content as possible. And uh, I'm on a mission to try to have as many jobs as possible uh, before it's all said and done. I'm like, yeah, no problem. I can squeeze that into the into the show or the show of the day. Why not? So, uh, yeah, that, that works out. We'll also talk to uh, head coach Josh McDaniels tomorrow. He's going to be meeting with the media around 1145. So uh, kind of, you know, put that into our schedule as well. Why not? I hope everybody does put it into the schedule. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. You know, I've been trying to find a way to make 25 hours in a 24-hour day for so long. I'm going to keep on I'm going to keep on pushing until I find a way to get it. I don't know how, but I'm going to make a way. I will definitely make a way. But some of these texts I want to get to before we close out the show. Uh let's see. We got one uh Q. Lincoln always has great insight. I'm talking about Alex Bars here. Bars is a serviceable lineman, something that we need more than more than not with this line. Excited for the win and the team should show up in red polos in the game Monday. Maybe you can uh, tell coach, go Raiders. That's from Zeke in Bakersfield. And yeah, it's funny when he was talking about Alex Bars because we had a question on the Sam and Ash text line and that's the exact way to use it. 69187 keyword R&R with any guest that we have and we try to check it as much as possible during interviews. If you have a question, just hit us up and we got the question like, hey Q, can you ask Big Lincoln about Alex Bars? And we did and he said, hey, you know, he's he's not great. But, you know, he's going to give you everything he got. And I think that that means something. And he did, too. He said, hey, that's 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 positive. You know, if, if you know that the guy next to you is going to give you everything you got, that goes a long way. So Alex Bars is not a household name. He was on the practice squad. Right. And it's because of guys like John Simpson and guys like Lester Cotton that he has to play because they didn't hold up their end of the bargain. They had every opportunity they had to seize their jobs and hold on to it. And they. They let it get away. And so like a guy like Alex Bars, you know, what did Mark McMillan say last week? Remember when we were talking about the players only meeting? And, oh, yeah. And how'd you get into the game? I told coach, I can't do no worse than they're doing. Put them in. Put them in. And then also what Lincoln said, you, when you hear that term, no one wants to be called a tryhard. Right. But the way Lincoln phrased it is like, hey, that's how you get your start. That's exactly what you do. You just got to be the tryhard. You're the guy, like like you said, goes back to what McMillan said last week. Yep. He's trying hard at practice. Can't be any worse than the guys that we got starting. Exactly. And sometimes that's just how it is. And when you get that opportunity, you know, when you get your foot in the door, then it's up to you what you do with it, right? I mean, it's just as simple as that. I, I, I remember uh, the very first time I, I was uh, on sports radio in Central Texas, my boss said, I don't have a dime for you. I don't have a dime. I, I, cannot, I cannot give you any extra money, but if you think, and this is how he said it, if you think you can hang with them, 
then you can, you know, be part of the show. Well, he knows my personality and you know my personality. If you tell me if I think I can hang with someone, I'm going to take that personal. Like, I feel like Michael Jordan in the, in the, <laughs> the last dance. I took that personal. But I am. I'm going to take that as a challenge. And so it's funny. I went and called my mom and I was like, hey, I'm going to be on ESPN. And she was like, oh, cool. Are you making any money? I was like, no, but I got an opportunity. And, you know, my boss said, if you think you could hang with them. Can I hang with them? I'm not only am I going to get my foot in the door, I'm going to kick that damn thing down. And I ended up being, and this is not me patting myself on the back, I was better than any of those swinging Ds, right? I killed them. I ran them right out the building to the point where they wanted to run me out the building, right? That's all you need. You just need an opportunity. And that's what Alex Barr's got, and he's, he's making the most of it. He really is. Real quick, who was the competition there? Was it the old man that was a— uh, No, he was on the, the other show. Okay, It was mind. actually my boss's son. I, my boss was David Smoke. His son was actually— gifted the hosting job of the of the show, Craig Smoke. And then we had another guy that was a producer named Zach. Zach's been on the show. You remember Zach? He's been on the show before. Was he the Bill Russell guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it was him. <laughs> and so that's the show. It was Craig, it was me, and it was Zach. And, you know, they they have been doing it for a while and I hadn't done sports at all. I just all I was was a sports fan. And they gave me an opportunity and I think the first show wasn't very good. And I said, I'll never do a show like that again. And I came back and it was killer. And that was in 2012. And now it's 2022. And here we are. <laughs> right? Zach don't work for the company anymore. Craig is still working under his daddy. And I'm here in Vegas doing what I do. So, you know, I mean, that's that's just what it is. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray said, Q, oh, my God, did you say Great America? I still remember our first date at the amusement park, and you couldn't keep your hands off me. There's a reason why I nicknamed you the Grizzly, and it's not because of the roller coaster ride. Sincerely, Cheryl, that's funny and foul at the same time. That is hilarious. That is so That's funny. why Raider Ness didn't want to touch it. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, I tell too much, right? I tell too many damn stories. Gets myself in trouble. I forget, we were at the Rockstar, I forget who we were talking to, but maybe it was Fabian who was like, it was that damn girl that you uh, you 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 rode your bike with your cousin all the way to Livermore for nothing. That was Cheryl. We rode our bikes that weren't even our bikes. We stole those bikes just to go try to, to see the girls. <laughs> Didn't have no business. A couple of bros riding some bikes late night in a place where we weren't supposed to be to go see some girls that couldn't come out the house. Man... I still get angry about that. <laughs> what a waste of time. What a waste of effort. At least the effort was there. <laughs> I was a tryhard that night. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm done. Make sure you wake up with the Morty Tailgate, Clay Baker, Heidi Fang, Vinny Bonsignor. They'll be in the building, and they'll do it 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. Of course, JT the Brick, t- noon to 2, and then myself and DeMond will close things out 2 to 5 p.m. Uh, the Raider Roundtable, it's in your ear hole next here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Have a good night. News 3 Today, the best way to start your morning. I'm Kim Wagner. And I'm Dana Wagner, and just like you... We're Nevadans. What matters to you matters to us. Kim and Dana Wagner bring you breaking overnight news and the top local and national stories of the day. Plus, get traffic and weather together. I'm Kelly Curran. Count me in to give you your forecast every 10 minutes. And travel times so you get to work on time. Start your day with News 3 today. Weekday mornings from 4 to 7. 
This fall, get in the game and earn cash for betting sports with the William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports app on your phone or tablet. During William Hill's Fall Rewards, earn up to $500 cash back. Between now and December 31st, you'll be eligible for cash back points for every wager made, win or lose on the William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports app. You'll also earn bonus cash back for teasers and parlay card wagers made on the app. To enroll in Fall Rewards and to see participating locations, visit williamhill.us. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Hey, guys. This is Kenan Thompson. I have a problem with you. Yes, you. None of y'all told me that AutoTrader has millions of new and used cars that I can shop from home. I thought we were friends. I put smiles on your face, but I'm not smiling. No one told me that with AutoTrader, a dealer can deliver cars to my home or that I could shop by price on AutoTrader. No one. Consider this friendship that you just learned we had officially over. Finally, it's easy. Auto Trader. This is JT from Modelo, an official cerveza of the Las Vegas Raiders, brewed as a model of what good beer should be. Modelo Especial is a rich, full-flavored Pilsner-style lager, delivering a crisp, refreshing taste. Brewed with fighting spirit since 1925. Think it can't get hotter? The housing market is no joke, but that doesn't mean you can't sell and buy a house today. To do it, though, you'll need a no-joke real estate agent, and Realty One Group is the number one brand in Las Vegas. 11 years running with the best professionals in the business. We simplify the process, take care of the details, and make sure we're the ones you call back when you're ready to sell and buy again. Las Vegas is the home of Realty One Group, and will continue to give back to the community that has given us so much. This is JT for Grimaldi's Pizzeria, cold-fired brick oven pizza, a must-have for anyone craving great pizza. Locations at Boca Park, the Palazzo, South Rainbow, and Green Valley. Learn more at GrimaldisPizzeria.com. Attorney Matt Hoffman with Battleborn Injury Lawyers. A common question we get is what to do when someone hits you but turns around and tells their insurance company it was your fault. Unfortunately, this happens all the time, especially if you just exchange information and the police don't come to the scene. Our advice? When you talk to the other driver, record it on your phone. It's perfectly legal to record conversations in Nevada, and it can save you a lot of hassle. If you've been injured anywhere in Nevada, call Battleborn Injury Lawyers at 766-1400. That's 766-1400. It's first and ten. I'm tightening up under my center, and I'm staring at my favorite tight end. We're not talking about sweaty guys running down the football field. We're talking about the tight ends at Little Darlings. Here at Little Darlings in Las Vegas, it's game time every day with fully nude showgirls on stage seven days a week. Take a time out and huddle up with your favorite showgirl at Little Darlings today. Thousands of beautiful girls, three ugly ones, and lots of... For all auto repairs, I only trust one place with my key. My key car care. With financing options, I can fix now and pay over time. Can you believe these guys? Right now, get a basic oil change at Meineke for only $29.95. Meineke, doing car care right. Clark County Parks and Recreation is proud to present the Age of Chivalry Renaissance Festival Free School Day for all Clark County residents with student ID. Friday, October 7th at Sunset Park from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Call 455 800 